Hey, it's Jessica Dirksen, and you are listening to the True to You podcast, the place to be to get the tools to live your life by design so that you can be the person you want to be and live a life that you love. What is up, everybody? You're listening to the True to You podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dirksen, and today I am talking to Donna Lynn Riley. Donna Lynn is a licensed spiritual health coach who helps people develop, evolve, whether your answer is in a new level of clarity, emotional adjustment, or business systems, management, or marketing. In addition to 12 years as a licensed coach, her background as the CEO of a multi-million dollar corporation informs her ability to help and navigate the nuts and bolts of business systems, operations, management, and marketing so you can successfully put it all together. Hello, Donalyn. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi there. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you and get to learn more about you. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you're, what you're doing in the world. Okay. Well, I am Donalyn Riley, and I am a licensed spiritual health coach who helps people with business issues. So much of the time, uh, business problems come about because of a lack of clarity or because uh, an emotional issue is getting in the way. And so uh, obviously that's part of what we work on. But uh, for those times when it's really purely a business problem, I have a strong uh, corporate background as well. So we can, we can get that all taken care of. Wonderful. And how did you get into this type of work? Well, I became a licensed spiritual health coach actually because, so I was the CEO of a corporation in my regular life. And um, so business was already in my blood as it were. Um, And uh, I became a licensed spiritual health coach because actually my husband got diagnosed with a uh, tumor in his brain cavity and uh we it was like a big emergency and the doctors were all freaking out and we said well well wait a minute now how long do we have to get like a second opinion and they kind of looked at us like they we, they thought we were crazy but they said oh you have a couple weeks or something so of course i started just telling everybody i know who's got somebody that can help me you know and um we end up in the office of the guy who does the surgery, the top guy in the country, you know, and he says, Oh, you got a couple months. And on the ride home, uh, my husband said, I'm, I'm not having any surgeries. So you should find me some other solution. And I was like, ha, ah, okay. Um, and so that was the beginning of the journey, um, that led to becoming spiritual health coaches and for both of us actually, and learning specific healing modalities and that sort of thing. And so as I was doing this really to, to save a life, right. To make sure that my, my dear marriage that I cared about so much and my husband that I cared about so much remained intact. Um, uh, I realized over time that these are incredibly valuable tools that, um, aren't just for life and death death situations, although they are for that, uh, are also really important in our day-to-day living and in our success, our ability to be successful in business, in business uh, with customers and also in business with one another, right? In relationships and that sort of thing. 
Wow. So what, what was that like, you know, hearing your husband say he didn't want to do surgeries? Were you on board? Were you scared? What? I can't, I just, I can't even well, imagine having that conversation at all. Having to have that so, conversation. Yeah. How do you have that conversation? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it doesn't come without context, right? So this this all sort of unfolds over a few weeks. And also I have the context of knowing that um, my husband had spent a great deal of time as a child in the hospital. So um, it didn't occur to me until he said, I'm not going back into a hospital, that I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. That means that's part of the story of the beginning of his life. Um, and so, of course, I was scared, right? Because how could you not be? But mostly, I was into action. And that's a, a, an easier place to be than reflecting on what if this doesn't work, right? So um, I was fortunate to have family overseas. And so I was in the, you know, the deep research of it. I have a doctor that lives in India. I have like, I'm sort of uh, very global in my perspective and in my way that I have friends and, and um, support systems. And so I was able to kind of the things I couldn't find on our internet, they could find from their countries and things like that, you know? So uh, I was really fortunate to be able to kind of go through that and kind of hold up the answer and go, what do you think about this road? And have them go, no, we're not going there. Or yes, we're going there. <laughs> right? So, uh, so yeah, so it's, uh, of course it's scary, but it's, um, I think that great change can come from trauma as long as we keep our heads straight. Absolutely. Yeah. And how's your husband today? Fantastic. That was okay. many, many years ago. Oh, okay, good. They were all having a panic attack over it in 2008. Oh, okay. Wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. 2007, actually. It's 2008 I became a spiritual health coach, but it was 2007 the whole thing started. That's so good. Um, So how do you bring, like, the spiritual health coaching uh, into the business? Like, what kind of work do you do to, to, you know, bring them together to help people with their business issues? Right. So this is a good question. Uh, in, in the reality that, um, that is an inclusive reality, most people don't really get the whole kind of big picture. When they're in business, they feel like these are the appropriate business actions and activities and way to speak to one another. And when they're at home, they're sort of in another segmented pod of their lives. Right. And, um, in reality, we're one person and we carry ourselves around with us and who we are, the, what we're carrying with us has an enormous impact on what that interaction is that we're having at that moment, whether that's just simply trying to make the printer work and thinking of all the times that it never worked before and how, what a pain in the took us it really is or whether it's trying to have a a real negotiation and an important business deal or any of those kinds of things, right? It can be the minute and it can be really important parts of our, of our business interaction, but we're bringing us with us, right? We, I, I am who I am and I come with it and where I am in that moment has an enormous impact on the outcome of that. So uh, learning how to, 
to become aware of where you are and what you bring with you, good and bad, without any judgment, uh, and to accurately assess what that means to your situation, and then to make the adaptation or the action steps is really important. And so that is the place where we focus quite often, right? It's the beginning step. There are other steps after that, of course, but uh, the beginning is there. And so there are a lot of tools that you can use. Um, different people respond better to different tools. And that's one of the benefits that I have in terms of having a wide array of tools at my, at my knowledge base, right? Um, so yeah, that's where you start though, is in this kind of awareness of yourself and of your, your scenario. Have you ever heard of this book? It, it was, it's, it was written a while ago called Radical Responsibility. I'm not. Yeah. Fleet Mall wrote this book a little while ago, a few, several years. And, um, it's really about stepping into the responsibility of, of owning your experience in life, right? Mm -hmm. And that concept of, I am willing to take on the responsibility of my experience, regardless of what it looks like to me, regardless of if you're being mean to me right now, right? <laughs> or whatever that is, that I'm willing to take responsibility for being in this moment and then how, how I'm gonna get to the next moment is really central to this work. Yeah, I, um, the theme today, I've talked to a lot of people and the theme of today has definitely been awareness. And so <laughs> many, when we were talking about we're different areas of life, but that's so true, like really being aware and how you respond must be huge, I'm assuming, um, when you work with people. But I heard a podcast so long ago and I cannot remember the gentleman, the gentleman's name who whose podcast it was, but he was talking a lot about, um, you know, when something happens, like if someone's mean to you, it's, that's, you know, how you respond and how you let that affect your day is on you. If you let that ruin your day, like that's your fault, not their fault. That's your fault. So do you, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah. So that is a part of that concept of radical responsibility. Um, it's a, it's a little bit tricky because to, to talk about because inherent in the conversation is the concept of blame. Mm -hmm. And when we're in a relationship to what's happening to us that has to do with blame, with sort of divvying it up and going like, I didn't do that part, you did that part, then we can't be in the space where we say, I, I take responsibility not just for my part, but for all 100% of my experience. Mm -hmm. So that I met up with you, that we allowed the conversation together to become out of control in some way, right? Where you became mean to me, that uh, I didn't handle it differently, all of those things, right? But how can you prepare before the moment so that you don't end up in those situations? That's really an important piece of the puzzle. And that was where we come back to awareness, because when you have awareness of yourself, of your body, of your mind, of your thought patterns, that you're sort of the garbage that you're bringing with you or the good stuff that you're bringing with you. Um, when you have awareness of your energy systems, right? We have a, 
well, right now we're all kind of at home, but uh, when we were physically interacting and people certainly are still having to do that in um, situations at work now where are you two feet away? Are you three feet away? Are you one foot away? Are you in each other's space? Are you not right? So being aware of your own body and, and personal space is, um, brings an enlightenment to that process of taking that responsibility that makes it actually quite simple and easy and peaceful to be able to say, okay, yes, I do take that responsibility as opposed to being like, yeah, that guy yelled at me. And now you're telling me I'm responsible for that. (laughs) 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 Cause I don't feel responsible for that moment. (laughs) (laughs) When you back it all the way back to where it started or before it started, then then you can really have an impact on what your experience is like and how people behave around you. Yeah, absolutely. So would you go into like workplaces, like would a company hire you to come in and help if they've been having communication issues or just issues within their departments or do you just work with the individuals or would you work with groups of people? Yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, I've worked with both. Um, I, both groups and uh, individuals. Um, Working with groups is a, takes a very special touch and uh, it really, the success of whether it, it works out or doesn't work out as easily really has to do with like, who called me in <laughs> and why, <laughs> right? So working with groups who are willing to work is, this work is spectacular. You really can get great results. Uh, working with groups who are inherently sort of resistant because they're being told to do things is another story. Um, and usually in that case, I suggest that I work directly with the people who desire change, mm-hmm. right? Not the people who don't desire change. So that's how that is generally handled. And of course, I work with individuals all the time uh, in all different uh, scenarios from self-employed all the way through uh, management and, uh, and, and heads of companies and that kind of thing. So, um, so that you can impact your space, your world, your company, and who, who you are in that company is less important than uh, starting with you. Hmm. Often actually in families, this is a big issue. And I have worked, done some work with, uh, with family businesses, which is uh, incredibly gratifying because it can, it can go someplace really, really difficult to come back from. And yet people find inroads through the work. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I could only imagine the stuff that could come up from family business um, that has nothing probably even to do with the business, right? Like so many outside factors within the family. No, it really has to do with business. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Business is its manifestation, right? It's where we're working our things out, our our problems out. It's, it's, It's our little microcosm that we get to sort of deal with all of the stuff that's already happened yeah or all of the stuff that we wish would happen or all the beliefs that we have about the things that we wish would happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's it's really a place where things are sort of worked out as opposed to but the but the original issue just like it has i'm talking about in terms of 
an individual in business, it's the same scenario, right? It's that we are individually have to deal with ourselves individually and then how that manifests in business becomes a, a really different story when we're bringing our whole selves to each moment. Yeah. And did you, cause you have a corporate background, so I'm sure you've seen a lot of stuff um, within business. So is this why you wanted to take this road into your journey of your, and in your business was to help people because you've kind of seen the difficulties people have gone through? Yes. Yes. So business is much harder than we need it to be. Business, the way that we do business in general is, uh, can be very, very difficult. It can be personally difficult. People can go home, you know, crying when they Mm -hmm. don't, things don't work out for them or when they feel picked on or when it's a bad day. And there's rarely a real reason that we have to get so emotionally off course by doing business, which really, I mean, not everybody will agree with me, but I think should be one of the most fun things we get to do. <laughs> I mean, we whether we're sweeping or whatever we're doing in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, so getting to give people some tools to be able to get through each day in a different way both dealing with the emotional impact of the day and um, allowing them to have a hope for a future that is really significantly different than the last time, right? Because that's, that's the cycle that people get into often, particularly employees uh, will often get into that cycle where um, they feel like uh, they're in a box and they don't know how to get out and uh, they tried all the different panels and they know that none of them lead where they want to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're stuck. They're really, really stuck. Um, and there are a lot of uh, ways to be able to move through that so that there can be satisfaction both for the employee and for the employer or, or the manager. Right. And, um, and, and so, so simple, so simple, but unattainable without guidance. Mm-hmm. You must really be looking outside the box, right? Seeing what they have not seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it's very interesting to say outside the box. Those are interesting words. Um, I think sometimes, um, that's precisely what, so I put that person in a box metaphorically a second ago, right? And so from inside, very hard to see what's going on, but from outside that same box, it, what's happening becomes more apparent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in reality, sometimes people are unreasonable in your experience, right? It doesn't mean that everybody's going to, everything's going to turn into sunshine and roses all the time. It means that you'll have new skills to be able to know how to interact in a way that is still satisfying for you, even if the, the other person in the relationship is steadily not going to change. I, right. I know a coach actually who they, the, it's a couple and they do relationship coach, like a marriage co- counseling. And they talk about how it's a, a myth that two people have to change in a, in a marriage. 
And I, I would agree in a business relationship. Yeah, I actually was just watching a video earlier and um, it was actually my coach who was, it was her video she did. And I was exactly saying that, you know, when someone in the relationship feels like they're disconnected or one's growing and the other's not, how you always feel like you both have to be growing, but it's not true. You have to, you can change your mindset about how you're looking at the situation and it can really guide your relationship in a different path without anyone changing on the outside, really. Yeah. Yeah. Most of what happens for us is in our understanding of what happens to Mm -hmm. us and for us. That awareness, that awareness and that then taking it to the next step where you've, your awareness implies a lack of judgment, Mm -hmm. right? So being aware isn't yet sorting into good and bad piles, right? That comes in a later step, which often gets sort of mashed up together. And people are like, yes, I'm aware that you are doing the thing. <laughs> um, but in fact, that awareness is sort of bigger. And then, then we get to the assessment portion after the awareness. And, um, and I think that that's, that's one of the keys to doing what you were just talking about, to being able to uh, say, I am okay with the situation and I am aware of the situation. And now I will make an assessment and an action plan, which is really different. Right. So you must be like a a communication queen because... (laughs) everyone's different right how they communicate how they perceive things and if you must talk to so many people and help all these people right but you have to they're all different in their communications and their styles and so you must be really good at i don't want to say adjusting your communication to other people but really understanding how people communicate and when to communicate in a certain way there was a study a while back that uh focused on how people learn And I think communication is very much like that, right? So some people are visual learners and some people are auditory learners and right. So you, you, there are people who you can talk to and the words have meaning and you can find a common language and you can communicate through words, but there are many people who cannot hear you in that way right? So finding ways to communicate that are not necessarily traditional is, is part of that work. And also that's part of what uh, I was kind of getting at earlier when I said to have a wide array of tools and then to be able to know which one to pull out of the tool chest at the right moment is part of that process that I go through with people where um, you can get left behind You know, you can really get left behind if the only way of communicating is through these specific words. Um, And also if the only way of changing is through this one process, like one of my favorite things about the world in general is that there are like 97,000 ways to get from here to there. (laughs) It's full of variety. Like even when you think about um, herbs and spices, 
there are herbs and spices in Europe, native to Europe, that do specific things for you that will help you to calm down or to get excited or to uh, heal wounds faster, whatever it is you're trying to do. And there are herbs and spices in India all the way across the world that will do those same things that are different, right? Because those were, they're local, right? They're, mm -hmm. so, so the idea that there's not one right way there's just a way that you're going to be able to get there, but it doesn't have to be the way. It's really it's part of that. I love that. There's not just one right way. Mm. It's so true because we always, I think we get so focused on, we have to do this and it has to be done a certain way, but really there's so many other ways you can get there, whether it's in business, whether you're trying to achieve a health goal, like anything, there's so many different ways to get to where you want to go, but we have to be open-minded to it and open to change in different ways and open to grow yeah. in different ways. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So what and, to, and to follow your, your, to, to tune into you, right? Because mm. your way is, uh, it's, it's unique. It's, it's, it's one of the sort of miracles of being on the planet, right? Is that you get your, this unique mixture that nobody else is. And there are parts of you that are like those other people over there. And there are parts of you that are like those people over there, but there's the, the thing that is you is unique to you. So finding that way forward sometimes can even not have to do with anybody else's path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, so especially like the clients that I've worked with, a lot of the, even goals they set for themselves in life and business and health, it's goals they believe they should try and achieve because of society or because of things they've watched on TV and on social media. And then when you really get to know that person and understand their values and what's actually important to them, oftentimes those aren't even the things that matter. They just believe they matter because they've been told that they should matter. Right. So again, going back to that awareness and awareness of who you are and what your values are and what's important to you as a person can help your path, what path you yeah. take. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. There's a, there's a, a set of questions uh, that sometimes we go through that has to do with starting with who were you when you came to the planet and really looking back to kind of who you were as a, as a child and what you were, you know, how parents always say this and, and I'm not a parent, so uh, I don't have that uh, reciprocal relationship with it where I'm like, Oh yeah, my kids were like that. But I, I hear a lot of parents talk about this and certainly it happened in my own family that you, um, you know, little Janie was different than little Joey, right. Or Janie and, and Jeannie, right. It doesn't have to be different, uh, genders even, but just that uh, we each come and some some come fast and some are slower and some are processors and some are you know um, excited all the time and some are like busting with energy and some are quite precise and we come out of into the world that way right and so mm -hmm. then we add on what is the experience of the world that helps to mold us into this moment but really getting back to that who was I and how much of her do I want to bring forward? Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. 
that would be very, very powerful for an individual. So I want to ask this question. And um, if you just kind of going back to that communication piece, but if you were working with someone who says, you know, they want to change, but they're very in that mindset of the blame, right? So everything is somebody else's fault. Everything in their life is somebody else's fault. What kind of tips or advice could you give a person who is struggling with that, with that mindset? Well, I think the first thing to remember is that when somebody says they want to change, they really do. It, it, it feels like when you can see somebody struggling like that, like they say they want to change, but then they do everything to not change, <laughs> then it can feel like from outside of them, it can feel like they don't really want to change. They're just saying that, right? And I think to take the approach that if you have expressed in any way whatsoever, I want the world to be different, I want to be different, um, then it's true for you. And so finding those ways forward, um, actually, uh, one of the places that I would literally start with someone if uh, they were struggling in that way, there are several tools. There's so many wonderful tools in the world, but I'm going to go ahead and, and name some so that we can, you can take it home and do it, right? <laughs> um, get started. Uh, do, I don't know if you remember Louise Hay. But Louise Hay wrote wonderful books about um, the relationship between mindset and physical ailments from her own research, having helped people for many, many years. And she does uh, mirror work. And uh, she's no longer with us, but she's in these books. She has left a record with us about mirror work and about ways to be able to learn to start to speak to yourself in a new way so that because often what's happening when somebody says i want to change but the world is no good <laughs> they are the problem and that's the problem and this thing in my past is the problem right so when the fingers are pointing outward then something has to change with our relationship to us just to get to the point where we can say oh i have a desire and i want to try to find a new way forward regardless of what the world is like and uh, mirror work is a great way to do that perfect i do a lot of mirror work with my clients um in terms in terms of the health coaching that i do so i love that you nice. brought that up nice yeah yeah mirror work is really powerful it's, it's pretty incredible and it really does give you a new relationship to yourself you know mm -hmm. absolutely so what do you love most about what you do and the the change that you make in people's lives well i think that um i am a transition junkie <laughs> I love that term. <laughs> that is I, awesome. I adore the moment that a person, any person, makes a shift in thinking, in feeling, in being. So to get to be present, to get to be a part of that with people, to, to help them, to guide them through that process, and to get to to experience that moment of, ah, this is different than where I was. 
oh, there's the enlightenment I was looking for, right, is, is to me the most magical thing that can happen. Because um, the implication is that the whole world just changed. Mm-hmm. Because it did. It did for that person. And uh, I just think that is one of the most magical things on earth. I'm smiling right now. I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> it does. It sounds just so wonderful, like awesome, like amazing and calming and magical. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Whew. So Donna Lynn, thank you so much for sharing so much great um, tools and, and, and just your wisdom with us. Can you tell us what you're working on next or what you're up to? What you... Yes, yes, sure. I would love to. Um, so, uh, so COVID, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, oh, so a few months back, everybody went home and uh, we all sort of tried to figure out what to do about the money. And then various solutions came along, right? Mm-hmm. And what happened for me in a very local way in my community is that I began to see people who had in-person jobs, uh, professions, uh, really struggle with, not, not with today, some with today, of course, but the biggest thing that I saw was people struggle with what is tomorrow for me? What is next year, yeah. right? What, is, what does this mean to the possibilities of what can happen to me uh, after I have chosen this thing where I cut hair for a living or I serve coffee for a living or I'm a massage therapist, right? So these people who are in this very, very local relationship to their work um, really started to reach out in in fear. And um, so I developed this program. This uh, It's free. It's a webinar, uh, an hour and a half long. It has an additional training attached to it that you can, um, that's also free that you can just download at the end of it. It's like, it's a real good package to kind of get you started with how do you start that process and get it all the way through the tech because the tech is maddening for people who are used to um, just opening their eyes in order to see people, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, So, um, so it it uh, it can really help you with that it also goes through the um the aaa method of transformation which uh can be used under in any circumstances right because this is really about how we're changing ourselves that thing that starts with the awareness is is that method of how do i how do i do it how do I do it? Right. So that's the biggest question. And so I really go through that in depth. And, um, uh, and like I said, it's an hour and a half long. It's really a training more than a kind of standard webinar, almost a workshop where you should bring your notebook and uh, your willingness and get ready. And um, that is available uh, through my website at donalynreilly.com. And, and there's a direct link at get online with it. Cause that's what it's called donalynreilly.com slash get online with it. I love it. Oh my gosh. That is huge right now. People need to 
do that because so many people are struggling and they don't know what's next for them. And just like, they don't know what tomorrow brings next year, just exactly what you said. So that is amazing that you've done that. And I will share all the links in here. Um, I will share how to get in touch with you. If people want to connect with you. Um, and before you go, do you have any final words that you want to share or any final thoughts to share with the listeners? Yeah, actually. Yeah, there is one thing. Um, I think there is a perception in the world. We've been taught it since we were little that if you're going to live in the world and society, that there are things that you have to put up with. Um, and that includes the, the things that we were just talking about, right? That I, now I have to go online in order to have a business or now I have to relate to people differently. And there's so little have to in this world, but, uh, finding how you fit in in order to get to really face yourself and really get to have everything that you want is uh, is a really big piece of the puzzle and you got to do it right because this world can be super super fun and all the things that you think you can't have you can kind of have you've got to learn how you relate to it so that's, that's the biggest thing. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. And thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great oh. to chat with you, Donalyn. Oh, my pleasure. I so enjoyed it. And I love what you're doing in the world. And to get to be a part of it is really wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you like what you hear on the Trudy podcast, hit subscribe and head over to our website at thetrudylifestyle.com and learn more about what we do.